0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على خير خلق رب العالمين سيدنا وعظيمنا وحبيب قلوبنا وشفيع ذنوبنا وطبيب نفوسنا ابي القاسم محمد وعلى أهل بيته طيبين الطاهرين واصحاب Dear brothers and sisters assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh welcome to another episode of tafakkur podcast where we discuss the issues facing muslim youth in the west it is once again my pleasure to guide you through tonight's conversation with my esteemed brothers, co hosts, my dear brother Sheikh
1: Mustafa
0: Akun. And my dear brother, Dr. Sheikh, chef, and soon to be groom, maybe Ali Nanshazi. A lot of titles for you through this podcast. We got to have them.
1: Alhamdulillah. 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 Good to
0: be here. Pleasure as always. And dear viewers, this episode will be the conclusion of our marriage topic, our discussion on marriage. Inshallah, we will be concluding by answering your questions. Sheikh Mustafa will answer the questions we've received from our viewers. I'm sure my brother Ali will chime in. Um, without further ado, we'll get right into it. Let's do it. The Rahman Rahim. First question, which I believe we may have covered in possibly episode two, how can a brother, a sister, prepare her or himself internally to be a good spouse?
1: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. I think first and foremost, in order for us to prepare ourselves for marriage, is to practice uh, religiosity and bringing deen into our life. As far as aqaid, as far as ahkam, and as far as akhlaq is concerned. Uh, Typically, people, when they want to get married, they want to have better morality. They want to start praying on time, or they want to respect their parents more because of that change. Rather, as we mentioned in the previous episode, right away, we should be right away after bulug, even before bulug, it's good to have those ahkam practiced, not necessarily mandatory, but from young age, as we have commanded by the Imams of Ahl-Bayt for our youngsters to start praying next to us, uh, teach them to say la ilaha illallah, wudhu, and so on and so forth. So from time of bulugh, I have to basically keep in mind uh, my salah to be on time, my ahkam, I know my wajibat of salah, how to do wudhu. Unfortunately, some places I go, I see brothers 24, 25, some 30, they don't know wudhu. They don't know their ghusl, uh, which is uh, a disaster. I mean. Until age of thirty, I mean, basically, none of salahs, none of their salahs, accepted because of their ghusl was not accepted, or because of their wudu was not accepted. So, making sure that all of our wajibat, those that relate to us, for example, you don't have to know ahkam of Hajj until time it's there for you to go Hajj, but at least for uh, salah and fasting before month of Ramadan, let us make sure we know our ahkam and all the other ahkams that we must know, and practicing akhlaq. Practicing patience. Uh, because when we get married, we're going to be facing a lot of challenges that we have to learn to be patient. So let me practice patience with my friends. Let me practice patience with my parents. So those small, small steps toward patience gets me ready for greater challenge that I will have with my wife or husband. So patience also, morality. Reading books about communication. I think a lot of problems uh, occur between wife and husband due to the lack of communication. They don't know how to communicate with one another. So some of these books that are out there, for me to learn how to communicate with the opposite gender, let me understand the opposite gender. As a sister, let me get to know what brothers think and how they behave and vice versa. So these are all part of a package of preparing myself for uh, one of, if not the biggest a change that will happen in my life and by me getting married. So I think there's some of stuff, financially, probably, as a brother, because he has to be the breadwinner and he has to provide, start saving money. Uh, I know we want to go out with our friends and have a good time. Sure, no problem. But that shouldn't be extravagant, that shouldn't be excessive. No, rather than me going every night and eating every night, every night and every night, maybe once or twice a week, we go out, we have fun, again, no doubt. But let me start thinking about saving money because there's a lot of expenses, unfortunately, uh, associated with getting married, as far as dowry, as far as wedding, and so on and so forth. So, financially, religiously, morality—we I think we covered all. If and you want to add a follow-up question, sure.
0: Um, what about in terms of
1: like to get enough purification of the self? Well, the purification of nafs comes through acting upon wajabat and avoiding muharramat basically. So if I want to find a good wife or I'm hoping that a good husband will come and ask my hand and I want them to be religious. Well, and they have gone through purification. Well, let me go through purification because, uh, Allah, there's a saying in Farsi, you know, there is a door and there is the, what is it called? Door frame. frame, the frame. Allah knows how to put the right frame with the right door together. So it's not going to be like very, very nice luxury, a uh, couple of thousand dollar door with a like airtight ooh, seal. And then with a $5 frame. No, it's going to be match close to one another religiously, materialistically morality from every aspect. They're going to be close to one another. That's how we believe in and destiny, plus our action. So the more I get closer myself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more I purify myself, the more I discipline myself, well, the wife that I'm Going to get or the husband that i'm going to get will be closer to me so whatever i'm expecting let me do it so i can and be what would
2: you say like for my question what would you say is the downside of like waiting for marriage to do all that kind of
1: stuff because when marriage comes the challenges we will be in the middle of it it's really late to do okay let me see what i need to do to fix myself this is really late right now you have to see we think, okay.
2: There's like added pressure. So to much it
1: pressure. Out. And then we see, okay, I have to change him or I have to change her. Not knowing that changing the opposite cannot happen unless we change within ourselves.
2: That and like it probably takes some time too, right? Like it can't just be instantaneous. Definitely. Yeah.
1: I wish people, as I've said it so many times, they were like switch light. You can just turn on and off. Okay, got married. Good. Everything happy. Light on. Everything's no. Say success
0: is planning meets opportunity. Definitely. that to always be planning. And I love what you Definitely. said at the end where you said uh, uh, the way we prepare ourselves will kind of almost uh, attract what we are attracting within ourselves. Of course, if we're not doing our our obligations, if we're if we need to do toba and we haven't done toba, uh, we'll eventually probably end up attracting that same type, and that's not the best. Place.
1: And I think right now, Alhamdulillah, this is going to be uh, airing around Rajab and Sha'ban time. Uh, it will be good in Ramadan time. These are good two three months yeah. of yeah repentance good uh, improvement um, improvement uh making a new decision and being committed that i want to be committed to my religion abstaining from committing sin uh, one of the hadith of Rasulullah muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi, alayhi sallam where he said one of the best things that we can do in the month of ramadan which that will be our voucher to cross Sarat to heaven is to uh, correct and make our morality better and to khuluqa, like to make our akhlaq better. So right now in this month of Shaaban and Ramadan that we have is good two months to focus that okay, especially those people who are really looking and hoping to find a good spouse, a night of Qadr, night of uh, 15th of Shaaban, which is very important for us to stay awake all night and do amal. Are good nights to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, see, I'm doing something to get closer to you. Please find me a right spouse that will help me in this goal of mine that is, which is getting closer to you.
0: Our next question is cultural barriers. Uh, we discussed cult- what's what's a cultural t- tradition versus an Islamic education. Um, what do we do about cultural barriers after the cat? For example, some families don't allow the newlyweds to go out together until so they have a formal wedding party because it's a norm in their
1: yes I know it's going to be difficult and I've seen it some families they have a curfew times that okay or they cannot sleep together until the wedding is done even though religiously uh, as soon as the nikah is done the aqd is done they are wife and husband completely Uh, but right now again we have we do have the cultures unfortunately I think if we are able to Communicate and also negotiate something. I can be good in the preparation to read some books about negotiation. Part of negotiation. Yeah. So how much I'm going to give, how much I'm going to get. And if it's not halal and haram, I think we should be lenient. A lot of leniency is needed and that comes with practice. Am I a lenient person or am I like a very hardcore? Yes. And no one and zero, one, zero, one, zero, one, zero. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's why it's very, again, in adding to my previous discussions from previous episodes, the younger we get married, we are easier to be reformat or reshaped rather than the older we get, we become stiff like
2: rigid kids. Wouldn't you say that's a part of our deen too, like being lenient in the things that we can course, be lenient of in? Of
1: course, of and if we see halal and, I mean, haram at least, uh, there are things that are haram identified. Stuff that are halal for us to do and mubah, unlimited. But harams are, okay. Defined. Very defined, limited, numbered. But mubah, that is we were allowed to do it, is unlimited. Our eyes in the back are asking for
0: better mic control from your host. How are
1: we doing, guys? The wire, maybe. Push. No, push it. There Am I good? Go. I can answer this is this better? Am I good? We're back. We're back. We're back. Okay. Thanks to the eyes in the back. Blah, blah, blah. Sure. Uh, so, I think uh, we should be lenient. Both parties need to do a lot of compromises. Hmm. A lot of compromises and a lot of sacrifices. If it has uh, to, for me to let go of a lot of my cultural things to make my husband happy or my wife happy, let me let go of it. Not necessarily, well, I did five things for you culturally, which your culture wanted me to do. Yeah, yeah. And then you did five things for me. No. This both be lenient. What about the
0: parents? When the parents are the barrier to both the husband and the wife. Yes. They say, we've done nikah. Legally, we're married. Yeah. Allah and religiously. says, religiously, we're married. But my, my parents are saying, because of my culture, I have to act like I'm not married almost. Yeah. Do we bring you in and mediate <laughs> and try to...
1: It is difficult. And see, again, the whole package of marriage. I give the example of when you bring two wires together, one negative and one positive. When you put them together, there will be sparks Mm. and there's going to be heat. And if you have your hands on it, close to it, it's going to be dangerous. You're going to get some electric shocks. So when these two wires come together with that sparks and that heat is the problems that we will have having two different families coming together so that is expected to be like that. We mm. should say, "Oh, I thought everything would be good." No, it's completely two different family, two different background, two different culture, two two different mindset, mentality, religiosity, materialist. Everything is too different. Even if you have twins, and you have same. twins, they have the same. They're not the same. They have different of ideas and so on and so forth. So again, the younger we are, number one. And then so. if the parents come together, if it's something haram, oh, halas, haram is haram. But if it's culture and I can work around of it, it's okay. I mean, we can't go out. Let's go. Probably majority of these things happen within the first week or two or month or two. Mm. Because everybody, something new, is hap- new happening to them. New guy into our life, new girl into our life. So everybody's incautious. What's going to happen? So sabr and patience come That's into awesome. a place that, okay, wait until stuff's a little bit n- normalized. Because this was a big uh, change Change. And we can't just, okay, every change, okay, change, 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 change. No, let's introduce one change at a time. They don't let us go outside, for example, alone, even though we're mahram. Okay, how about I take my sibling with me, for example. How about we all go together and have mm-hmm. a dinner together. Yeah. So compromising, negotiation, patience. Adaptation. Adaptation. Add all together,
0: it becomes like almost like rahmah. It's yeah. like you're having yeah. compassion
1: on the family that
0: it's not easy for them to just... For us, maybe it's easy to like put Dean over culture, but it's just not that way. They've been conditioned to,
1: to I, think this way. And I think because we are young, yeah. I'm trying to keep myself young. <laughs> You're okay. young. People don't see young enough white hair from some people. <laughs> uh, so uh, if we keep focusing, keep reminding, keep reminding. So our parents need reminder. Our spouse needs reminder. Everybody needs reminder. Okay, is this religion? Is this religion? Is this religion? Is this hadith? We just keep reminding ourselves and we all forget it. I think... It, it, we can work it out. We are not the first family you have to have this kind of situation. Yeah. We're not going to be the last. I guess uh, I, I think just to sum up what you're basically
0: saying is even if Dean is on your side, doesn't mean you just, You doesn't it mean like, it's not an automatic license to break the will of your parents. Be compassionate. Of course. Compromise. Love to dance.
1: Respect. Well,
2: What's yeah. the, uh, what would you guys say is the procedure though if it's like your parents are hard set on something that's haram when it comes to that relationship? Like, like for instance, some cultures like Music is really embedded in weddings, right? So just an example. Mm-hmm. What if they're just like, "No, you have to have this." What, what what's like the I guess the um, when diplomacy when you can say yeah. Al- what is the diplomacy there? Because obviously you
1: have to say no. Yeah. So how do you go about that? Like, what do you think? Good question. Well, see, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says within the Holy Quran, like you should obey them, you should respect them and stuff until they tell you worship someone, worship other than Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Uh, this is worship, and also in haram. I think, as a boy or as a girl, depends also between relationship the, the relationship that I have with my parents. Between parentheses, I always have told the parents when you are disciplining your kids, always leave the no for haram. Hmm. If you keep saying no to something, I have something culturally not accepted. Don't do this. Don't do this. You have a headache, You don't want him to do something. When you keep saying no, 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 when it comes to haram, they're like, okay, he loses its value. Loses, value. yeah, yeah. So between the kids and the parents, between the youngsters and the youth and their parents, if they have all of these issues all the time, Mm. and now it's okay, I'm not going to do it. Well, it's okay. He's been doing this and she's been doing this for the past 30, 40 years, 20, 18, Mm. whatever years. So I think when it comes to haram, we have to be really firm. Music is haram, haram, no, I am not going to do it. Respect should be there, outmost respect. Having someone else to come and mediate between us and try to convince them like keep talking. I think majority of our audience, inshaAllah, will be youth, if not all of them. From now on, start introducing the idea. Just drop something. Uh, I went to a wedding that they didn't have any music. I think it was good. So you said that you leave it. And alhamdulillah, we did have within our community here. And I've heard some other communities, different states that they did it in Islamic centers, yeah. and they had no music. So dropping it once, and then two three weeks later on, will Imam Zaman be happy if we had music? Will Imam Zaman, I want to send a car to Imam Zaman to come to yes. our wedding. Will he be there if there is haram? Will he be there if there is a dance and music? So preparing them for that, again, that change also, rather than just, not nope. But haram is haram. No is no.
0: An an extension of the question, we could say, um, how do we deal with parents who do not allow marriage from different nationalities? I do understand their perspective. Because the cultural differences might create friction.
1: It does. Typically, more in Middle East, it would have done it. But right now, in here, since the youth typically born here or grew up here. As much as every one of us we want our kids to do stuff our own culture like Iraqis want to do it yeah. Iraqi way Irani Irani way afghani sorry we have to include the Yemeni the Yemeni they want to do it the Yemeni way <laughs> is that a Yemeni way of doing things <laughs> I know mendel Yemeni it's very good Hadid uh, is better were you sure of well he's never, he has never invited us for Yemeni mendi to his house I and mean, uh, keep technically, that technically technically Ali was first in line to, to cook invite us. for us
0: oh I was in first hour. episode one has the receipts. Okay. But I can leapfrog you. Okay.
1: So any of, I don't care. Any of you can, I will enjoy coming and over and eating. <laughs> you bet. So I can understand, even from the wedding, dress dress
2: codes, everything is different. And you mentioned before, like, even within the same culture, it's two people, like, things could be so
1: different. I know. So Definitely. just even if it's the same culture, it can be like, you know, so, so going outside of that. I know. So reminding our parents that let us do stuff religiously. Mm. As a boy, let me remind my parents I keep reminding them and preparing them for that day when it comes. Maybe I'm 18 right now. Maybe I'm 17, even 16. I don't know the age of people watching this show. Preparing my parents that I want to do everything religiously. And her also prepares her family that we want to do everything religiously. And when religious thing, religious culture comes in the middle, there's no more Iraqi, Afghani, Pakistani, Yemeni. It's like a default. point of unity. It is definitely unity that, okay, men and women will be separated. Won't be any music. We're not going to be uh, wasting money on eight, ten, eight to ten different kinds of food. We will have a good amount and something respectful, and we're not going to be stingy. Uh, it's part of walima, no doubt about it. But any of the other extravagant, ranking pe- bride and the groom with the horses and people in or the, the middle carriage with the, the carriage. carriage and people dancing in the middle of the street—all of this are waste. So, uh, and Doha, I think. Going back from the beginning, of the first question till now, du'a is very important. Forgot to mention, in preparation and getting the families ready, uh, doing du'a to Allah, I want everything to be done to satisfy you, mm. imam Zaman. I want everything to be to your satisfaction, Rasulullah Please help me find me the right spouse. Help me with leniency in my heart, in the heart of my parents. Like asking this du'a, du'a has a lot of value that. It goes back that. to
0: intention too like if I'm really intentionally trying to get married for the right reasons True. then I am relying on these the, these sources of energy that of come with Allah oh, and definitely the definitely and the Ahlul Bayt I, think, I wanted to go ahead to, please just re yeah, I mean. Dua very important absolutely Dua yes. maybe it doesn't apply in this context but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I wanted to ask you Ali um, do you have friends back home or just in the east in general do you do you have people back there that you communicate with that you know their stories and stuff like that?
2: I mean, yeah, I would say like, no yeah, point. like um, interracial, intercultural marriages are definitely a big thing. But before you answer the question, so yeah, so you do know, because I want to ask you yeah. like a, compar- a yeah.
0: comparative question. Because Sheikh said was something very, very interesting. Um, he said, like, maybe in the East, there are higher implications mm-hmm. for intercultural marriage, but we're in the West, there's an overarching culture in American society that we're beholden to almost right uh so i wanted to ask like in your experience from the from the guys in your in your in your community from the brothers in your community do you see a difference between those that are trying to intermarry overseas and the ones that are trying to intermarry here and is there a little bit more receptiveness
2: here to intermarrying in different culture uh yeah a hundred percent you see um, a difference i would say because like what you mentioned earlier the the broader like american culture that the boys are raised with here mm-hmm. um just the ability to speak English, it's like it bridges that gap that normally if you're in the East, like if I was in the East and I wanted to marry someone who was from an Arab country or from a South Asian country, um, we wouldn't have the same language. So not only would I struggle, but my parents are struggling. But since, uh, you know, the youth here are, are raised, you know, speaking English, have adapted to like the American culture, they have that middle ground with other youth from other countries that were also raised in America. So, the, the problem initially of the language barrier is kind of eliminated for the couple itself, I would say. True. Not necessarily for the parents because a lot of the times, um, I mean, I'm first gen here in America. Yeah. First generation, your yeah. parents probably. So my parents, alhamdulillah, they they know English pretty well. But I do know of families where the parents aren't that too well adapted yeah, to it. American culture. So the problem may still exist for the parents. I wouldn't say so much so for the couple. Um, but yeah, the, I would say it's easier here than but I, I think,
1: inshallah, this won't last long. No, definitely. Uh, so even in, in the East? No, the East still will be there. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. In the West, yeah. the... In the West so I think, inshallah, for example, your children, uh, because I'm already past that age right now, your children, inshallah, when inshallah. they get born, uh, because they already have parents who are. Read, even met, your children, you were raised here. True. Yeah. So it will be like they don't see, right now, I, I remember when. Because we come from both Iraqi-Irani background mix, and also grew up. My kids were born here, raised here. So I remember we had a soccer in in a parking lot of the center. One day, my oldest son came to me like, "Dad, should I play with the Afghani team or I play with the Iraqi team? Because I'm not so sure." There was an Afghan team. <laughs> yeah, and the there was. Team. <laughs> there was um, I told him we see, see the one that are that is winning, just join them, I just <laughs> because you yeah, have both in you. So. Slowly, slowly gets to a point, alhamdulillah, in Imam Ali Center. And I've seen in different centers, but I can see it to be very bold in our center, Imam Ali Center in Virginia. That uh, I think are very diverse and yeah. intermixed. Very. very, like very, very intermixed. You're seeing family. a
2: lot of intermixed uh, marriaging in this it's community? It's happening also, yeah. It's slowly happening. And like, you'll see that like, I would say with generation, first gen, like children that are older than me. You didn't see it as much because at at that point, the centers weren't uh, intermixed. Like there are Afghani centers, Iraqi centers, Pakistani centers, right? And the older first gens got raised there, right? And they only saw like youth from their own culture. But like here with like my generation, you'll see like me, like friends with Iraqi youth, uh, Pakistani youth, Iranian youth. And I just don't see that with the youth that are older than me, but that are in like the same generation as me.
1: Yeah. So hopefully in this podcast We are planting the seed Absolutely. For the youth to, When they grow up They won't forget They won't forget What difficulties They went through When they wanted to uh, Marry other with them from and other so cultures. They, so they won't right now, pass it down They won't pass it down Inshallah. Inshallah.
2: But w- would you say That the, um, the concern Of the parents Is like You know
1: I can see it To be valid mm-hmm. The Absolutely. concern is valid uh, The concern is valid Barriers of language Of understanding For example Even food For example right now I mean if I married... Culinary taste. Yeah. That it's, 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 all it's, these real. it's real. It's spicy food. For, uh, yeah, it's real. And I don't want it spicy. Like, for example, not spices. My wife doesn't eat spo- salty food. Yeah. I eat then a lot of salty, salty food. Yeah. So I oh, always I have to have salt on the table next to my food because I eat salty food. Yeah. Even though we are both Iraqi-Irani mix uh, yeah. and we grew up, both of us here, we still have different tastes. Yeah. So I think it's, it's a valid concern, let's say that, but it should not be a deal breaker. It should not be a I'm glad you mentioned that because...
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a legitimate concern, but obviously it's not one of the top concerns in, t- in terms of diet. But True. I feel like sometimes, especially in the West, we just we just need to allow our spiritual and our mental intellect to overcome challenges. Of course, you of know, course. we we face so like we could drive from home to work a two mile drive, and we would have been exposed to so much haram on that drive. What are we gonna do? Just hide for the rest of our lives? No, we have to develop resilience where sure. we. We, we look past things and work past things. That's
1: problem solving communication like you mentioned in the beginning. Communication and I think freedom of choice is something that we have to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. I was uh, uh, in another place in a family's house this past week and the husband and wife they follow different marja. <laughs> oh, that's and, interesting. And uh, the wife said I want my kids to follow my marja and the husband uh-huh. said I want the kids to follow my marja. And I was just sitting I was like who cares? The kids will grow up and the kids were like who should we follow? I said, whoever you think you need to follow. Exactly. Follow. right? It's merit. So I think if we let people freedom of choice, mm-hmm. for example, you said around a uh, car ride. Uh, I want to listen, for example, to ex-reciter of uh, poetry that does for Ahl Bayt yeah. And if my wife wants the other things, okay. Well, I said, no, it's going to be mine. I'm driving, the driver, mm-hmm. she's like, no, the one, so... All of these should be like open minded, completely open minded. Who cares about these things? Just let go. Shaytan will come through all of these small letter details because he doesn't want this establishment to happen. So every day he will try his best to find something that you guys are different. Yes. See, Subhanallah. Beautiful segue. Now we're talking about conflict
0: within couples. Mm. Um, If a couple is experiencing conflict, is it healthy to to like invite the family to many? All the time. That's right. It's inevitable. (laughs) Should we in, incorporate family in, like, as, as mediators within our disputes, our mar- marital disputes?
1: Well, there is a dispute, I think, every day between married couples. Absolutely. And if it's not, they're not healthy. Either they're insane or they are they're something... not being honest with each other. They're not. So there's a difference of opinion because the problem is because we have internal conflict every day. Mm-hmm. So if that I have a problem with myself, absolutely. definitely I will have a problem with my spouse. So first, I have to see how I can... Uh, uh Reconcile my issues. Mm-hmm. Try and to go. keep Allah in mind, Ahl Bayt in mind. What do they want me to do in this situation? They want me to forgive. They want me to have forbearance. They want me to be patient. Keep being patient. They want me to keep sacrificing. So when I do all of these things and all of these, I was telling my wife that Imam, alayhis-salam's beautiful ahadith of Ahl Bayt that really, really helps us in time of difficulties. Imam says, Back in the days they used to buy slaves with money Mm. that was back in the days imam said i wonder how people buy slaves with money but they don't buy free people with their morality like with Mm. your akhlaq you can buy free people so if that akhlaq (laughs) comes to my life with my wife no matter how much or with my husband how much my spouse gives me hard time akhlaq which teaches me sabr she teaches me forbearance, forgiveness, sacrifice. Me being quiet, me neglecting, being neglectful is good. I think we we say taghaful. Uh, yeah, neglecting yeah, absolutely. Uh, we a think it's way bad sometimes. Yeah, with with upbringing of kids and with your spouse. Yeah. a lot of times you just look around. Yeah, pick your battles. Absolutely. Just don't look at it. Oh no, yeah. every small little things I see in the world yeah. is going to create problems. Yeah. So the answers are all in the hadith of Ahlul Bayt. However, <laughs> when there are problems that are uh, majors, major issues come. And I deal with these on a weekly, actually, I wish it was weekly, daily basis. Today, I already had two cases of uh, people calling me and almost one hour chewing my brain, alhamdulillah. I'm blessed to serve. Would it have been better if they went to their families? <laughs> uh, I think no. I mean, actually, one of them, she, she's she been married almost 28 years. Like, they're, a, they're they're older. Good for them for trying. Yeah, so yeah. she called me and I we do have had a verse of the Holy Quran Surat and Nisa I believe I looked at it I forgot let me just double check to see I
0: 35
1: mm. uh, where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says when you uh, feel uh, you fear a breach between them it's going to happen they're going to be separate then bring a judge from his side and judge from her side and let them sit together and talk Subhanallah. And is advocating it. therapy, counseling. Definitely. And, and yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. we have such stigma against that. Oh, nothing you wrong know? with it. It's we so
1: should sad. find someone who we trust that they're going to be unbiased. Bah. Even, for example, if I have a problem with my wife, I'll bring someone who takes my side. No. Hear me. I do have my own flaws. And then uh, her side's counselor also hears her and also her flaws. And then they two sit together. Okay. Mustafa did this wrong and his wife did this No, Okay, he needs to do this. She needs to do this and then bring him together. I, I love, Allah loves the foundation of family to always be together. And shaitan wants always for this separation to happen. So when we have problems, we have to keep in mind that shaitan is watching us mm. and he's like, yes, yes, come on, come on. And he's just cheering for our separation, for our fight. He's waiting to instigate. He is definitely.
0: We, we forget about him way too much. Oh, definitely.
2: And so he's... Everywhere, yeah. Do, do you think this is with like all issues that a husband and wife have or, no, or should major, this just be major stuff? Major. So then do you recommend that like with the minor stuff it should just be one-on-one?
1: So, so what I, I always recommended when I do the nikah, uh, the gift that I give them, I, I don't know if I mentioned it in the previous episode. I don't think you did. One of the things will be to, I give them two advices. Uh, forget about the one, first one. Second will be every week sit together not in the bedroom, because bedroom is a holy place. It has to, we have to keep the holiness of bedroom. Mm. It's so holy, it has its own rituals. Mm. It has its own adya. It has its own way of when we are together as a keep wife and husband. the energy
0: positive there. Old. Yeah.
1: Outside in the dining room, have a cup of coffee, tea. The, the dining room is not a uh, sacred. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not the way the bedroom is, because bedroom is kind of a backbone of keeping the wife and husband together. Mm. So when you come and you already, when you get there, you already sleepy or you're tired or exhausted. So there's no, all the happy hormones come in when Mm. you get to bed. So when you're sitting, have a cup of coffee, tea, once a week, tell one another, uh, you did one, two, three, four, five things in this past week. I loved it. I enjoyed it. I appreciate it. So they see that whatever they did for you, you didn't notice it. how How did I come to this conclusion? Because a lot of times when people come to my office, uh, for marital issues, I did this for you. 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 Basically, in I can our, see that. In our religion, that's not really recommended to bring up, you know, serving things that you do yeah, for people. So I can see the other person didn't see it and didn't appreciate it. So that's why mm-hmm. this person has to remind them. Mm-hmm. So let's say it to my wife. You did past this past week. You did five things. So that makes me focus on good things that she's doing. Mm-hmm. You did five things that was good. Gratitude. And then you did five things that I didn't like. I disliked it when you did this. I disliked it when you did this. I hated when we do it when you did this. Communicate a lot of time, we assume whatever we did is approved by our partner, Mm -hmm. by our spouse, and vice versa. The husband tells the wife and wife tells the husband. That will- Being mindful. Completely, that will resolve all the minor issues that happen in one week. Right away, we fix it. We don't let it pile and pile and pile and pile, and then we think when the divorce comes, it was this one thing, no. It's compilation. Build up. Build up. Of, and then it's just bursting. With one smaller of things. This kind of reminds me of
2: like the analogy of like um I think we can call it like a communication sandwich, right? Typically they're saying like when you want to um, you know, let a person know what they did good and what they did bad without them, you know, really getting mad or focusing on the bad stuff. It's yes. like typically you lead in with like the good things they did. Oh, I liked how you did this, but I didn't like how you did this, and then you end it again with but once again you know, you did a great job at this and I really appreciate that. True. So true. like it Gratitude. just reminded me of your approach. Very yeah. True. Very true. Gratitude yes. goes a very long way. Definitely does.
0: The next question, I believe we covered it on our last episode in terms of how to, in terms of courtship, how do you go out there and meet somebody? Um how can someone who lives alone initiate marriage, begin searching for a future partner? How do we approach or find someone for marriage? Last episode we discussed you know uh we discussed matchmaking we discussed um uh, the matchmaking role within the community and then the matchmaking events we discussed social dating apps um the some of the not the conclusion but some of the theories we developed was that you know like uh, maybe our communities aren't doing enough to facilitate enough youth led events mm. um So is there anything we can add on that? Because uh, this question also incorporates, like as an extension to this question, because we feel like Shia Muslim communities right now are so closed off, there's no real way for anyone to initiate marriage unless you're integrated well within a community or you know people quite well. So again, the absence of reoccurring events for this purpose. True.
1: I think, uh, first and foremost, we have to remind again, du'a. Du'a is very important. That they, sorry, is that, there a specific du'a for this purpose? There is a, a tu prayer. Okay. Uh, with specific du'a. Uh, we can put in the caption of this. Uh, Salat al No, no, no. There's a specific du'a for Zawaj.
0: For Zawaj. Yeah, uh, Salat al-Jafar. Uh,
1: Tayyar. No, 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 that's very lengthy one. No, it's very short one. Very short. Very, very, like morning prayer, and then there's a du'a after that that you read. Inshallah, I'll have the uh, people. Maybe back. we can...
0: Thumbnail yeah. that yes, link that and the caption. The caption.
1: Uh, there's a specific door. And other than that, for example, I made one of my reels. And yeah. we make a little bit uh, advertisement for my own reels. Uh, it's not bro- uh, this episode is sponsored. By- <laughs> it's sponsored by my reels. Uh, so I take money from this pocket. This pocket. <laughs> it kind of feels like that way. <laughs> um. Imam said after Salah, uh, don't leave. After Salah, sit. Mm, yes. Dua. <laughs> uh, typically, we say Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi yeah. wa barakatuh. And yeah. So, that is, we have to find the time of stajab of dua. Another time of stajab of dua is Sahar, mm. between Salat al-Subh and sunrise, or a little bit even before Salat, Salat al-Fajr. Fajr. So, Salat al-Fajr and morning prayer. So, we have to keep in mind the time of duas. Thursday night after Maghrib is very important. Was so it between. Uh, Well, after Maghrib, Thursday night, it will Thursday night begins. It's very Mm. important du'a, and also I was reading hadith that Alatmeet Zahraa Zahra used to tell her mates to go up on the roof and see when the sun on Friday afternoon is set halfway through. Let me know because that's the time of of istajabah of du'a. So Friday afternoon. When sun sets halfway through, it's a time of tajab of du'a. Watching
2: sunsets, making du'a.
1: Yes, so these are very important times of du'a so that's number one like the way you put it though
2: yeah. uh, I was saying, I, I mean it sounds like a, a, yeah it sounds like a fun like yeah. a enjoyable spiritual sunsets time, are you know? very spiritual just staring there's, at yeah, the sun yeah.
0: there's yeah. a reason why all humans are so attracted to this yeah. uh, this event that happens every night every night if we don't have clouds like here it- <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Virginia oh, imagine Ireland everywhere Ireland no. imagine oh, Ireland it's where it was raining Ireland it's I love that selection great random country selection no, I love Ireland it
2: always has clouds
1: and it's always raining usually
2: in Ireland Oh, it's raining a lot so I'm seeing the sun sadly
1: but so you, you can know the timing. Yeah. So the timing is important. Good common knowledge. Uh, so after that, with dua and the timing of dua, I need to strive. I have to go and knock on doors. Uh, it doesn't come easily. It's something that Allah wants to see that I'm putting Make effort. Well, yeah. yeah. إلا إلا ساح. ساح. So, I uh, so, Mm. When you strive, okay. you will see the result of your striving. Uh. It might not happen right away, uh, next day or next month or two. I mean, for me, it took us almost two years for me to find my spouse. But my parents were actively looking early from age 17 when I told my father. It took them two years. Well, at age 19, Alhamdulillah, I was blessed to marry my wife. So. Actively looking, going to different centers, going to different community members, different matchmaking. Like me being very active. I know it's frustrating. No, I know
0: brothers that are not even willing to try. It it doesn't make sense to me. Like, brother, what are you... It's like getting too deep.
2: I think it's that point where it's like, you know... They don't understand the need for it. And if you don't understand the need for something, you won't want to do it in the first place. So. Yeah, watch episode one and they'll understand the need for it, the purpose. <laughs> so, the so you would say basically just looking in the right
1: place, right? You have to go and look at the right place, of right? Of course, of course. I mean, uh, they, Islamic centers, uh, some of these conferences. Why not? Even even wow. the, the apps, right? Apps are not, not? bad. Yeah. It's not bad, I mean. Good place to meet people. Of course, why
2: not? So then would you say that this person should try and... Uh, stick to the to the place that is in their area or because they're mentioning like if you're outside of community, right? And I'm thinking like, yeah, I can understand where he's coming from. Like for instance, if there's a the majority Iraqi community and you know, Afghani in the mm, area, and I feel boy. like I can't yeah, yeah, integrate in. Yeah. Mm. Um, should
1: I just go ahead and still try make that effort? Of course. You should knock on the doors and you don't know which door Allah has placed your risk and sustenance to be a good wife or husband behind that door. You don't know. So not be shy Be open-minded not Don't be shy right. Not at all Tell the different scholars Tell different community members just, just something halal Why not? I mean You're okay. not doing something wrong Unfortunately okay. When it comes to halal We are shy When it comes to haram <laughs> Some people Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah, none of us I mean We don't feel shy <laughs> Yes. Our
0: next question Is we about do Again if We, we come back to Surah An-Nisa Allah in the Quran In Surah An-Nisa Verse 3 Says Men can marry up to four wives If we can be just but in then in verse one twenty nine, Allah says, "But you will never be able to do justice." Dichotomy here. How do we reconcile the two?
1: Well, we have to look at the tafasir of Ahl Bayt alaihimusalam. Different tafasir and interpretation has been given. Allah, when He says, oh, "You can marry," it's permissibility, not mandatory and it's an obligation. You can. You're allowed to marry second, third. Is it fourth. recommended? I haven't seen recommendation. Not that it's not, or not that it is, I'm not mm. sure. Allah says, make sure, uh, condition is for you to be just. Meaning, uh, so some interpretation saying in here, justice means materialistically, time-wise. What we, whatever you buy for the first one, you buy for the second one. Uh, so that's justice that you are and doing. And the emotional support, not, is there, yeah, is there emotional justice? One night here, one night here, one night here, physically. Mm. But the verse that says, you cannot be just means emotionally cannot be just but that doesn't mean so Allah doesn't mean the second the emotional justice no you sleep with the first one I mean the first night first wife second night second wife third night and then you go so physically and materialistically you must be just what you about
0: emotionally like forgiveness then how does that cover like I I'm I'm you know I, I forgive I'm forgiving with one but not forgiving with another That's wrong. Or
1: having having favorites. But then how does this, these two This is love. This is love. The second that you cannot be just. I mean, definitely you will love one over the other one. Mm. Yeah. Allah says in this regard, you won't be able to be just. Because Rasulullah was open that Sayyidah Khadijah was his beloved. Of course. Imam
0: Ali, alayhis convinced that Sayyidah Fatma is his beloved. Of course. So
1: that's okay. starting to make sense. uh, That love is not equal between them. That's understandable. Yeah. So, so ver- Allah is bringing our nature into existence. That okay, you won't be able to love all four of them equally. Understand yeah. that. So,
0: but verse three is saying materially, you must be just. just. And verse one twenty nine is saying,
2: you will never
1: be able to be emotionally just. Like that, love won't be equal amongst one another.
2: Can't can't uh can't this be a little dangerous though? I feel like some people would argue like, should you marry four women or even more than one? if you can't be just uh, as far as love's concerned, because jealousy could brew. I mean, I feel like that's a very real reality or possibility.
1: Absolutely. Well, law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's for a reason. Mm. So, you know, before Islam, men can marry and they had hundreds of women, hundreds, there was no limit. Islam came, this is before jahiliyyah, mm. before Rasulullah, during the time of jahiliyyah, and ignorance. Ignorance. After Rasulullah, so okay, now right now, Allah is saying you can marry two, or three, or four, keeping in mind that you must be just. So the Materially. condition, maturity, the condition of it is very difficult. Like how many people we know that they were able to be just even to the first wife. I mean, what, so a lot of the cases that establishing
2: having, basically all the rights, all your same responsibilities, house, every same
1: accessories,
2: so, same car,
1: same so food. You do the math. How much does it cost? <laughs> so in the West, oh, it's uh, too much math. Even in the, in the east, a lot of money, Yes, absolutely. The amount of gold you buy for the first one, you have to buy for the second one, the third mm-hmm. one, and I all mean,
2: on. even people with just you know, one on one, one wife. They're yes.
1: struggling, so imagine so, three more. But the, the per, it's again, it's, it's permissible. Allah said it's allowed. Not right. okay, You have it to. Keep, recommended. You have to go out and find a second mean, wife. It could be. It could be. It depends. Again, yeah. that it depends on era. It can mm-hmm. be. See, for example, in Iraq right now, more than five million widows from that fight with Daesh and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Well, if there is a man who can provide just materialistically, they can be, it can be just, and there are a lot of these women who have no supporters who have no one to look after them. Mm-hmm. And see, we see only support financially. Okay. Some woman argue with me. Why can he just provide for her, uh, money and send money and stuff? Why it has to be marriage? I mean we don't see that she emotional also wants support, emotional yeah. supports, love and sexuality is also part of a support. If she has orphans and she has to give emotion and she has to give love to these her kids, well she has to receive to give. Mm. So it's not that all men are looking around to okay, let me go, second wife, second wife. No, second wife in this situation is actually it's to the benefit of the women here that mm-hmm. have no support they have nobody to look after because how many virgin boy will marry a widow you don't see it that much it's not common it? so it's not common
2: i feel like it's a back uh, bad stigma
1: and uh well, a yeah, lot tried yeah. to defeat that stigma but unfortunately we're not culture <laughs> yeah. so right now if a man in iraq for example typically uh with all of or in afghanistan also the amount of widows and all of middle east unfortunately the amount of widows Due to the amount of Anywhere wars in the world,
0: yeah. who knows how many raiders now we're gonna have in Philistine now? Yes. So yeah. All the men are
1: just being all wiped of the, off the all, of the, of, the all of the oppressed countries and wars, yeah. So, in that case, to the best of the woman, so somebody can look after her and provide for her emotionally, sexually, financially. Well, you can marry second if you have the means. Is, is
2: sorry, no, you go ahead.
1: I wanted to ask is the justice subjective though,
2: like for instance. If you have two wives, right, and one wife is is completely okay with like a lesser amount of all those, I guess, amounts than the first wife. Is that all right? Or does it, no, it still has to be to the T. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Sometimes I'm not sure is the best answer. Yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> if she's okay. I mean, religiously? I'm not sure, but... Because sometimes, like, even in that reality, like, let's just say, like, there's a widow, right, and maybe she doesn't need the financial support from the husband, but it's more just, like, on an emotional... I think justice is justice. So, I mean, this is just an opinion,
0: but if the woman feels like she's being treated justly because she has her own money, Mm -hmm. if she expresses that, then I, I mean... She's not going to come after me. It makes, me logical. Yeah, it makes right. a logical, logical
2: sense. sense. Right. But again, we have to see What do
0: you think things? that Allah is reminding us that we can't be just in terms of emotions and love then? Why does he have to remind us
1: um, in later, in the end of the surah? I have to look into the tafsir more of it, but what comes to my mind, I might be wrong, uh, that don't try to think that, okay, even with love you can... You have control of your As emotions. in like don't expect yes. them to yeah. both be equally happy. Yes, if they are... No, you love them both exact yeah because that's the, so, the
0: expectation is well, why do you love her more than you love me
1: yeah so right. it's possible that you 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 will not be able to have same equal amount of love for both of them yeah. in your mind know about that but make sure everything else you've done your i think it's also like another instance where
2: sure. allah reminds us of just one of our like you know one of our flaws that Imitations like I, yeah and... like i have to help you with this you have to understand that like you on your own you're not such a supreme being where you can cut it Straight down the middle, and you know, disperse it as much as you want. Yeah. You have to rely on me yeah, to make this point. work. Yeah, I, I mean, for me myself, yeah. I can't think of any two people that I love the same. True. So, true. Favorites exist. I mean, like this is like a common, like I guess you can say, saying within like siblings will say, "Oh, your mom's favorite, your dad's favorite." It's perfect. You know, yeah. Asking like Ask the
0: question. Do you have? Uh, do parents feel favorites, and is that okay?
1: I mean, well, I mean, according to this,
2: <laughs> according to this, it exists. Uh,
1: see if I, if I see myself between five siblings that we are, uh, the one who is more obedient, the one who has less problems, less challenges for the uh, for the parents, uh, the one who worked with their family basically and try to uh, be easy, basically. Mm-hmm. Of course, if the parents will like that person more. Mm-hmm. And the one who was filled with challenges and everyday a dilemma, still they love them. They will do everything for the kids. But of course, that will be a favorite. I believe so.
0: It's yeah. natural. Yeah. We're human beings. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of parents, how do the responsibilities of uh, men and women towards their parents change after marriage, if at
1: all? After marriage, as, I mean, as far as uh, respect is concerned, should be the same thing, if not get more. So there is mm-hmm. no time for uh, a person can say, okay, from now on, I don't have to have that respect anymore. It shouldn't. It should, it should be gradually increasing. It should be improving. gradually increasing because typically the parents will say, okay, right now he's he or she is not paying attention to us, and you don't want that. That, Or, or they have like the, the spite where they're like,
2: oh, look, now he got married. Yeah. He's doing this for his wife. Yeah. He's doing this for her. He never did this in
1: my house. That's It but happens. But see, mean, you have to do the best of your ability. Hmm. Uh, not that, okay, everything that the parents said is going to be right. I mean, maybe True. I had some cases that no matter what, until now I have it, no matter how, whatever he does for the parents, for his parents, they don't see it. Uh, and they're like, okay, you have to do to do more for us because you're doing more for your wife. So at the end of the night, when you put your head on the pillow, you, you should be uh, assured that I did whatever I can to the Mm. best of my ability. Allah. A a, a calm conscience. I did it. Mm. So, and I will try to do more. So as far as respect is concerned, that should never decrease, rather, as Ayinaki said, a gradual increase. But as far as responsibility, financially, uh, he, uh, his wife is number one priority. First, Mm. he must provide for the wife first, then the parents. Mm. Wife is the first. Religiously, that's the obligation he has. He must provide for her. Then, if his parents were in need, if he can, then he should definitely help as much How
2: as How important you. would you say that is, though? Like, is this one of those things where it's like, if you can, you should? Or is it try your best as much as you can to help your parents? Because I feel like that's a really important thing. I mean, your parents the have priority. gone... Priority. Like, you have to yeah. provide...
0: Your parents should be providing for themselves once you're, you're getting married, but not
2: every parent is but your wife i guess is your yeah, you obligation like w- would you say like helping your parents being there for your parents still being your parents child while while firstly being your husband uh, your wife's husband right. would you say like this is something that is not necessarily wajib but it could i guess you could say reach that point cuz I, I don't know i feel like that's something super important where like you shouldn't forget about your parents you should all...
1: not forget but that should not let you to uh, forget about your responsibility.
2: Your new your, priority. So neglect,
1: neglect, don't neglect your responsibilities to your wife. Yeah. That yeah. becomes first. And then I, I'm putting, for example, I used to work this many hours. I made mm. this much money right now. I'm, I'm working this much to provide for my wife mm. because I have to, I can't work any beyond that. If I have anything extra that I can't, if I put, I can't put short on myself. If I see my parents are needed, rather than, for example, for me going, buying 10 shirts for myself, mm-hmm. let me buy five, because if I buy 10 for myself and whatever I have to provide for my family for my wife I won't be able to do for my parents anymore and they are in need of it mm. well let me buy 10 for, five for myself and then by myself and then give the other five for my parents that I looked love to help them as much as so that should not lessen my uh, contribution toward to your uh, family to my wife to your wife that should not so it should not be so. this is completely. So right, but your immediate family too, right? Like your children as well, right? Yes. One ibadah
2: should never take away from another abad. Of course.
0: It's just yeah. you're growing as a human being. Your responsibilities are growing,
1: and it's going we to have be to challenge. Be I mean, exactly. keeping in mind that life is full of challenges. <laughs> and this is jihad. This is by itself is jihad. This is jihad. How can I balance between my time, my energy, my effort, my emotion, financially? between my parents, who my uh, and my spouse, and my children, and my work, and my ibadah All of this, this becomes jihad, which is the greatest jihad. The, s- the jihad of life. Uh, that's it. That is between myself and all of these answers. This is
0: a common one that I get because I... Um, obviously, nobody's asked me Islamic questions, but they're saying, what's wrong with your family, man? I come from a very large family. Ash-shallah. This question says, uh, do we have any Islamic guidance against marrying relatives Quran or hadith because modern science is now telling us you know don't marry too close hmm. first cousins don't marry because genetic disorders e-
2: even with that uh, i saw that or i was i had a genetics class not too long ago uh, in university it doesn't increase the percentage all that too much all uh, right so so it does but it's very minimal very 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 minute
1: very minute within and the religious no we don't right because islam knows On the contrary that. Allah knows. The recommendation cousins
2: it's cousins. a recommendation. A recommendation.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a wow. recommendation.
2: Well, would you say so? You say that's a recommendation. But would you say marrying outside family or outside of culture
1: recommendation or no? No, cousins are first recommendation. First recommendation.
2: Yeah,
1: really. And I, same thing with you. I come also come from a large family. My cousin. She married, her cousin. Who her parents and her husband's parents? They're all both cousins. Whoa. So first cousins, yeah. Yeah, so two cousins married one another. And then their kids married one another. Oh, so mashallah, they have four mashallah. kids. Keep They're it all... in the family. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely we keep it in the family. Very like when I go back home, I see man, this is like too much cousin. <laughs> Sweet home, I love None of them... I mean, for the same reasons we talk about that
0: there is inevitable conflict when you marry two outside cultures. The opposite of that is what? Marrying within your culture. More deeply, marrying within your family. Obviously, there's Islamic law against incest.
1: That's of not course. what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about cousin First marriages.
2: Yeah. First cousin, second cousin. Unfortunately, My family has
1: been vindicated. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we see within the uh, upbringing of the kids and the... Uh, our center, oh, my cousin, I grew up with a It's a Western
2: thing. Do you, it's a Western stigma. And I think that's partly because of um, here, since the the families don't, I, I feel like it's this they don't implement the fact that, like, once you reach a certain age, oh, or when you reach Baloo, right? You can't, you know, touch your female cousins no, yeah, or yeah. your male cousins or yeah. hug them or, you know, like, kiss yeah. So I feel like since they don't implement that, and they have this notion of so brother and sister. That's why they see marrying their that's cousins fortunate. It's like, oh, how yeah, can yeah, I yeah. do
1: that? You my know? parents are cousins. Mashallah, first cousin, yeah. And uh, my wife's parents are first cousins as well. Five, five siblings. Alhamdulillah, all of us healthy and one day wealthy.
2: You you, you mentioned <laughs> so, before that like the cousins was the first recommendation, right? Yes. Um, in the Quran it says to. Uh, we then created No, no. I was mentioning uh, there's a verse where it states that I'm paraphrasing, of course. But um, uh, we created you from different tribes so you can get to know, to one, know another. one
1: another. Yes.
2: So then, would you say that earlier you said it's not a deal breaker to marry someone out of your culture, right? Yes. But then should um should that not be the ideal when you're looking? Like, are you saying that Somebody the ideal should be within your culture and within your family? Ideal, probably. Should that be the
1: ideal? Probably yes, because the commonality. So some people would argue against that. But go ahead. If there are, see, for example, right now with my oldest son, he doesn't have cousins to the to his age.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. He
1: doesn't have it to his age at all. I mean, uh, they're almost ten years younger than him, or if not fifteen years younger than him. So right now, there's other options. Let's hmm. look and endeavor right. uh, for that option. So, because commonalities are. Or a lot when you're marrying cousins, right? Uh, a lot, a lot. And you know the family. I mean, you know, the everybody family. knows you, everybody. Yeah. So you grew up together as a family. Mom knows. I mean, if it's, it's first cousin, either mom's side or dad's side. So is like Islam is always
0: pointing us to the ideal fit, and then the mustahab thing within the family It's just not because it's family, but just because sometimes it just becomes ideal. Of course, you've known each other longer. You've resolved conflicts from way before. True. You have more trust on both sides. So, Not every family
2: is on great terms, but yes. so so. Then when we look at Ahlul Bayt, right? Um, I mean, they they married outside of their their culture, right? And they married cousin also, right. and they married cousin also.
1: Imam Sajad Alayhi Salam. Al Baqir is a product of that, yeah. Yes, Imam Sajad married uh, Imam Hassan's daughter Fatima, Al-Ima. and Imam Baqir Alayhi Salam was born. So, so from Imam Al Baqir onward. All of them, they are Hassani and Husseini. Subhanallah, MashaAllah. Yeah.
0: I always, like, as a kid, I always wondered, like, wow, you know, Imam Hassan, Imam Hussein was the father of the of nine imams. Yes, uh, not nine imams. My math is horrible. No, it is nine imams. My math, my math, doing good. From Imam Hussein. Okay. Mom Hussain, yes. okay. Yeah. yes. Nine plus three is twelve. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then when I realized that Imam Hassan's daughter married Imam Sajjad, it was like, oh my god. Yeah. Sp- it, it's, they are, it, the, yeah, it ties. are pretty her, smart. Yeah. They, no, there's no way that I figured <laughs> that out. It's <laughs> coordinated. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, now we have our final question, a spicy one. Why does divorce in Islamic law seem to favor men over women in terms of
1: the men have more authority over the decision to divorce? Well, Islam keeps a balance. At the time of nikah, she has the last saying. So if she's not happy, she cannot. I and mean, she doesn't say yes or kabilto or naam, or she doesn't give wakale or representation to a person who's reading the agd and nikah. The nikah won't happen. If she is not happy, if she is forced to do it, she's forced to do it, something like that, the nikah is not accepted. A valid. It's not, not valid. valid. Religiously, it's not valid. So they don't become wife and husband. She is forced. So nikah is in her hand, and she can ask the amount of dowry, and everything's in hand. And then, so when she appoints a dowry, he has to accept. Right now, a time of divorce, it's in his hand that he has to give permission. Uh, for this divorce to happen. She cannot just go around. Is it
0: because he pays the dowry that he has to
1: no, give I mean, permission? No, not necessarily uh, because it should not be based on emotions. It should not be based on... That was on for our pain. eyes in the back, not for the okay. camera. Just that, because wanted to clarify that. <laughs> yes, it should not be emotions in the middle. Right. I mean, she might get emotional. Okay, let's go ahead and get divorced and I'm going to go and find someone. Oh, a little bit crying then I got divorced. Yeah. No. And he's paying also. As far as the dowry, I don't know if we said it before. I think we said it. As far as the nikah is done, she can ask for the dowry right away. She can ask. So
0: what if it's the other way around? What if, let's just say, the woman proposed to the man? Does he have uh,
1: a, a right to deny the nikah? No. Still, when the nikah when she when she proposes and then when the nikah done, she's accepting it. Ah, mm. uh, so still the, the proposal doesn't matter. Who does it? When the nikah is done, she it's always has Always the agree. woman that's accepting. She is the final has, decision on the nikah. Yes. And uh, with the divorce, there are, there are cases that if the man is abusive and if he's not providing uh, financially and emotionally, and he's abusive, he doesn't want to get divorced. But the yeah. jurist in Najaf and Qom typically, after they study the case completely and finding out that he's truly abusive and he's been not providing financial because he must religiously he must uh, give nafaq he's not giving and emotionally and sexually there is no relationship and he's just not divorcing her because he wants to yeah out of spite hurt her yeah hakamisha uh, without his permission he can divorce.
0: Oh, So so, so in so a way, it is. is in her hand, yeah. So there is a
1: way for her out in a way, toxic but situation. of but course, that's if it's providing. like in the worst-case scenario. And, I mean, those cases, I mean, it comes to me like maybe probably every other year, and I, it takes long time because we have to investigate and find out yeah. that truly he is being abusive, physically abusing her, and he's not providing and so on and so
0: forth. We're growing up watching these... Uh... Middle Eastern dramas, I know, with and that was like every episode. Like the guy will <laughs> not divorce her; she's he's stuck in her corner. And sure. um, but so so that's that's good. That's that's relieving to hear that there is always a of way course. out a in those situations. There's a solution.
2: Um, Ali, any final thoughts? Uh, I would I would say like I guess in a way there is like a there's the wisdom of Allah behind this in a way too. I mean, I wouldn't say women are naturally emotional creatures. But I will say they are more emotionally in tune than men typically. Of course. Typically. So like... You mean emotionally mature by in tune? Is that ma- what you mean? Mature, but yeah, in tune in a sense where they understand how they feel, right? Mm. But sometimes um, when you're so receptive to your own emotions... Because like men, they have that habit of just ignoring it, right? You know, or ignoring putting it off to the side, not addressing it. But I would say typically with women, you don't see that, right? So then when... When they are like that, like, and let's just say there are issues within a marriage and stuff like that, they're going to immediately, I guess, could maybe go to the divorce button because they're like, okay, well, what other alternative is there? Maybe they'll try working it out and it doesn't. Immediately get fixed the first time, so then they'll be like, okay, well, then what other alternative other than divorce but is isn't there? Is that an outdated
0: stereotype though that women are just more emotional than men, so they make more emotionally rash decisions? It's supposed to, to be straight. like
1: this. I mean, they, Allah created them like that. But there's good emotions and then there's bad emotions. Allah, I mean, emotions is the best thing that can happen to a human being. Yeah, Without that's emotion. feeling alive. You, you are alive. Right? So. Yeah. Unless the culture, unless the era that you're living, unless the country, the upbringing completely uh, destroys that emotion. And like I see some some of the parents say, I want my girl to be strong, to be uh, steadfast. It's like, okay, I mean, doesn't mean that she should not be emotional. She should not make emotional decisions. Like emotional decisions is needed. Like imagine if within a household, all the decisions are like wise, empirical decisions. decisions yeah, yeah. And there's no emotion. This is kind of a, Balancing, yeah. so you need both to complete this house, definitely.
2: Yeah. So, like, with that case, I mean, it, I I don't feel like there's anything wrong with a woman, you know, just being more. It's the two. best thing that yeah. has happened to her. It, it once again, like, it comes back to the to the discussion where we were like, it has to be a balance, right? If if like, let's just say the man is lacking in that aspect where like he isn't as in tune with the emotions. That's what I guess the the wife brings to the table, that feminine energy. I feel like. Part of femininity, at least in the West, and even as a Muslim woman, is being able to because, like, we're like they're supposed to bring peace to their husbands, True. right? They're supposed True. to be there to comfort them, ease their uh, account in terms of the responsibilities that they have. I mean, that is their responsibility, True. right? Yes. So, in order to do that, you have to have that access to your own emotions, you know. In order to mend someone else's emotions and how they feel, you have to understand and be receptive to your own. Right. So, and sometimes. When you're in that situation, it can get the best of you, you know? Absolutely. There are problems with adhering too much to your emotions, and then there are also problems to ignoring your emotions. I feel like men face more problems where they ignore their emotions, and then women... Sometimes face problems where they can be bombarded With by their emotions, and then they don't both necessarily make yeah. decisions. And and to be honest, it can go both ways too. There can be instances where women ignore their emotions completely too, or where men get bombarded by their by their emotions. And just to stop right there, because I think it's a really good point. Because yeah. that's what Sheikh was just saying in terms of in
0: some societies, our natural biological divine dispositions are broken down, and you'll see you'll see the 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 female exhibiting more of the masculine energy, and yeah. you'll see the male exhibiting more of the feminine energy. I mean, we're living in the United States of America; we see it every day on TV, in school, at work, uh, Rachel, the university. So, I just wanted to put that
2: in yeah. there. Right? That's a really good point. Yeah. So, like the the society around you, the environment around you can definitely bend it, right? Definitely. So, that's why we have to go back yeah. to our roots, the, the roots, our nature, and then once again, our lifestyle. True. Our roots and our lifestyle. stems from you know. It stems from what we believe in and what we yeah. adhere to in our life, right? So when we when we you know combine these or these aspects that we believe in into our lives, it allows us to naturally sit into that. I feel like that position of that. Once again, I mentioned that divine femininity, that divine masculinity, that you know allows the partnership to really just flow well together. You know, absolutely. <laughs> like I heard one time is like sometimes in marriage, what you're not supposed to look for is necessarily equality. But equity, equity. yep, equity. I think we talked yeah. about that in, in, in episode
0: number one Wow mashallah We've done Then uh, four episodes so far There's been so many references In this yeah. episode To previous episodes um, Mashallah The perfect Q&A <laughs> <laughs> The perfect Q&A <laughs> Mashallah <laughs> Allah, that, Alhamdulillah Rabbul Alameen That concludes our questions Brothers and sisters But once more Final thoughts no. We're going to leave Some ad'ia For Salah
2: for Zawaj inshallah,
0: inshallah In our comment section Eyes and ears in the back Got us confirmed
2: for that three brothers and sisters? yes oh just just yeah. one one thing i wanted to say um just as a youth uh, myself um i would say with these podcasts alhamdulillah we've been able to make um like like the title says mm. the reason why we're here tafakkur to think ponder ponder about you know what's been said what we've talked about maybe there's some things that we haven't covered maybe there's some things that you should do your own research on make the effort um we're here because we want you as youth of the West not to just necessarily sit down and listen, but sit down, listen, and ponder. And ponder and think and then apply. And apply to your life. Us. Yeah. Share it with. And us. improve. We'll like ultimately we're we're not just doing this I'm not just doing this for myself. Shaykh Muslim is not just doing this for myself. Saying is not doing it for himself. We're doing it ultimately for the betterment of everyone collectively for the future. And So that these issues that are, that we're facing right now. Sooner or later, we can say these are these are things of the past. So yeah, inshallah. in the name of Islam, inshallah, and in the name of Allah, we uh,
0: we hope that inshallah we'll continue to bring more fruitful insights that could better our community. Inshallah, we hope that today we've answered all of your questions. Please forgive any shortcomings. If you have any follow up questions or want some clarification, please drop us a, a note in the comment section, and we'll be grateful. Uh, inshallah, we'll be back next week. Actually, are we having a delay? We're having a two-week delay, because uh... well, technically we're ingested for the uh-huh. schedule. Huh?
1: Uh, I don't think so. We're no, adjusted. Delay. no delay. No delay. Okay. Okay. Adjusted, yeah. Okay. I was under the impression that no, no, we might we be not. flying somewhere soon. No. 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 We already. Yeah. This is gonna be. This would be the time. Chub. Yeah. This. You want... He's gonna be we in. Gonna... Uh, well, well yeah, you're giving it away. Together. I was. I was. I was <laughs> seeking for permission for Sheikh <laughs>
0: to tell the. Our guests, where he's going, would you exactly. like to share? Pray,
1: pray for all the audience and the viewers, inshallah. Inshallah. In- inshallah. Kaaba and Medina, inshallah. Inshallah.
0: taqabbal Allah, inshallah. inshallah. Pray Thank for you. us and uh, inshallah. Both. We'll see you soon. Inshallah. We'll be back in one week then. Thank you, dear brothers and sisters, for tuning in to another episode of tafakkur Podcast. We will see you soon, inshallah. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.